There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So Vic, do you think you might have ADHD? Well, listeners keep emailing me telling me that they think I do, so probably. Mind you, listeners also email us saying we talk too much about your mum's feet. So what do they know? Yeah, fair enough. I honestly had no idea about the connection between overdrinking and ADHD until we started this podcast. About 40% of people that have had any sort of drinking issues also apparently have ADHD. Whenever we chat to ex-drinkers, this comes up more than you'd believe. If you have ADHD or suspect you might or just want to learn about this link, then we would encourage you to check out the I Have ADHD podcast. It's the place where adults with ADHD find research-based information, validation and tons of support. This is the best way to feel less alone and hear some of the answers to the questions you've been sitting with for too long. You'll hear detailed descriptions of what it means to have ADHD and enjoy interviews with the foremost experts in the industry so that you don't have to read those ADHD books that are collecting dust on your shelf. Yeah. Listen to the I Have ADHD podcast and learn how ADHD affects every aspect of your life. From the boardroom to the bedroom. In the podcast, you'll also hear about their ADHD coaching programme, which is called Focused. Focused is made up of three pillars, courses, coaching and community. It is designed to help you build your own self-improvement programme and is perfect for the ADHD brain. And you can get $50 off the course just by using the code SOBER, S-O-B-E-R. So if you're tired of feeling stuck and don't know where to start, listen to the I Have ADHD podcast. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Buds and Beads Sparkling and Loose Leaf Teas. The kettle's boiled, Vic. Great. Perfect timing. Just a dash of milk for me, please, mate. Here you go. Shall we get started, then? Have you ever woken up on a Sunday morning and said, I'm never drinking again, and then found yourself waving 50 bucks at a barman by happy hour? Are you wondering why everyone else can stop at one while you head to a dodgy after-party with a weird bloke called Disco Dave? If so, it might be time to take a deeper look at your relationship with your reliable social crutch, alcohol. On each episode, we'll investigate our own dysfunctional dealings with booze and find out if it's possible to stop this deeply ingrained habit before things get too messy. Yep. We're going to open up a shame shed of humiliating drinking stories to help you understand why waking up from a booze coma each weekend with a kebab sticking out of your top pocket might actually be negatively impacting your health. Hamish and I are here to delve into what it's like being sober, an unwanted warts and all look into why giving up those cheeky pints or putting down those mummy wines will make you feel happier, help your anxiety and mental health and turn you into the most sparkly authentic version of you. Won't that mean I become boring, though, Vic? Well, Hamish, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm Victoria Vanstone. I'm Hamish Adams-Cairns. And this is Sober Awkward. I've got rid of them, Hamish. I feel like whenever on this podcast we talk about, like, parenting being mental... Yeah. I feel like some parents be like, oh, yeah, I know what that's like. I've got young ones, so I'm sort of like, well, I haven't quite got to that stage. And people with no kids will be like, I can't relate to that at all. Tell the listener 
yeah. what the situation was as I walked into the house this morning. Oh, it's just always chaos. It's school holidays. They're all half-dressed. One's got one shoe on. One's got a T-shirt on the wrong way round. All sorts of messy stuff is going on. One's not brushing their hair. One's not cleaning their teeth. And one is hiding under the kitchen drawer, eating a jar of Nutella. Yeah, he was so quiet. He's not often quiet, your little list. And he went quiet and we lost him. And then we found him face covered in chocolate. He ate the whole jar. We said... This is going to go badly. Yeah. We came in here to start this recording. Then we heard a child screaming. Sure enough, <laughs> the sugar's kicked him and he was yeah. having a meltdown two minutes later. Now we've given them all to John. John has got them for an hour, which I felt quite... We sat in here for a bit. We thought, so we just wait until they leave? I thought, this <laughs> this doesn't feel right. There's three screaming children and John trying to get them into a car. We had to go out and help. Good days, bad days, Hamish parenting. More bad than good, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. 75, 25, I reckon. Yeah. Now, the way that I wanted to start this episode... Was I wrote the question, have you ever bought anything to make you look younger, Vic? I thought you would respond with like, yes, one or two things. You've written a page of things. The whole first page of our script is things that you've bought to make you look younger. Well, I'm all for embracing old age, Hamish, but I'm also up for trying anything that makes me look younger if okay. possible. Go on then, yes. hit me. Concealer for bags under my eyes. I was telling this to John last night and I said, not even the dustman could remove the bags under my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I try everything, but nothing ever works. Um, I buy the odd weird face cream and face oils that I think are going to make me look younger. I like having a facial and afterwards I come out feeling like I'm a model and then I pass a window and realise that that's not the case. (laughs) I tend to wear, this is a funny one, Hamish, I tend to wear glasses and earrings quite a lot because I feel that takes away from the reality of the face. Oh, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. (laughs) So I decorate my face like baubles on a Christmas tree and have things hanging off it, adorning my face. So people go, oh, aren't your glasses nice? And then so they can't see the wrinkly eyes. I feel like that's a bit like when when I was an actor and you'd invite people to come see your play. Yeah. At the end of their play, they're like, I love the costumes yeah. you know it's a shit play <laughs> you well, were like, bad the lighting and the sounding was fantastic <laughs> yeah. okay you it's sort of distracting it. them from the reality <laughs> of the of the thing yeah i don't really know why i care why i look like i don't so much in sobriety but i think it's kind of like a fucked up media pressure thing and i hate that i weaken to it <laughs> sometimes it's watching too many episodes of that stupid um selling sunset where all the women just look absolutely incredible all the time yeah but you get bombarded with it there's a lot of yeah, I'm a bombarded lot of attention it. on this in newspapers and magazines and TV yeah. and film. Yeah, you are bombarded with it on a day-to-day basis. So part of you wants to go, I don't want to do this, I'm against this. And then part of you is going, oh, I might try that yeah. one day. Yeah, it's so it's unfair. difficult. It's very unfair, women, I think particularly for, for women. It's like, look younger, look younger. And for men, there's not that pressure so much. I feel. Yeah, I had a look online and found out some other things that older people do to seem young. Okay, cool. Right, and it was leaving voicemails, <laughs> eating dinner at 5pm, wearing a jacket when it's not cold outside, taking photos of people and things beside themselves, <laughs> being obsessive about the weather, drinking tea and still using Facebook. I was absolutely astonished. That was the list online. What? And I do every single one of those. Those... Um- Hang on, you do those to look, make yourself look young? Looked up what older Leaving people do to seem young. To what, seem young. What young about 
Well, because it's kind of like, oh, I leave a voice. It's better than writing a letter, isn't okay. it? <laughs> I also feel like Facebook is sort of outdated now. I feel like maybe that's an older thing. Yeah, maybe. Like the young uns aren't doing Facebook But I feel anymore. like it makes me sort of seem young and cool because I'm on social media. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not cool it, at all, is it? Well, I, I am by no means the person that should be giving cool <laughs> advice. They're probably wondering what we're trying to get to here. Yeah, yeah no, let's actually get on with it. So basically, before we do, I always thought that maybe like buying Converse. Yeah. When you're like in your 50s is you trying to bring back, you know, Converse were huge in the 70s and 80s. If I wear Converse when I'm a bit older, I've still got it. But it's retro. You're allowed to be retro. Well, you're good at retro. Yeah, I do like retro. I wear Vans a lot and I do like kind of an 80s look. Yeah. See, I think Vans are okay. For me, Converse, I think maybe over a certain age, you're not, you're not, 20 year old you're not you're not in greece you yeah know? yeah um and also obviously just buying flash cars yes I, which is annoying because i feel like people can afford flash cars when they're older but they look less cool in them yeah they look they look like they're having a midlife crisis exactly yeah exactly why why are we talking about this reason we are is because we want to focus today's episode on the surprising benefits of sobriety to your skin skin eh okay yeah so the entire skin product industry is based on the assumption that this cream can make you look younger or delay aging or swerve wrinkles or make you glow. I am skeptical about it. I actually don't think a cream can do that. I know that is an unpopular opinion um, for any women that work in the or men that work in the skincare industry. I kind of call bullshit. Um, I think that any changes that you really need to make have to start on the inside. And that is what quitting alcohol does. Your opinion on the skincare industry? That's the problem is that I do feel like I give into it, but how would you ever know if it's making it better? Exactly my point. Unless yeah. you have a twin and you have you eat and drink exactly the same things and okay. one of you uses the product and one of you doesn't. I don't how have a twin. How can you prove that a cream makes you look younger or delays wrinkles? Yeah, it's interesting. We'd have to look that one up. Same I'd... with babies. Yeah. It'd be like, you've got to use this baby shampoo because yes. they're too young or sensitive skin. I'm like, soap is on a baby for like, two seconds in how the bath. bad can it be yeah uh, yeah i don't know about yes that. we don't know it's like a car mechanic isn't it when you take your car in and they say this 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 is wrong and you have to go okay because know. i've got no idea <laughs> yeah. so i'm going to pay you all the money to fix that car it's like a human body yeah, yeah, the doc- yeah. yeah you go and see a, a botox doctor they're going to say oh you need a bit there and you need a bit yeah. there yeah and you don't actually know and what we want to do is of course embrace our authentic real authentic faces Amy, That's isn't it, it. Whenever we talk about sobriety, we tend to focus on the benefits of our overall health and well-being, not to mention the improvements in our mental and physical health. Stitches hit us at... Stitches? Yeah. You know, when you go to run and you get a stitch. Oh, yeah, okay. Stitches <laughs> hit us... running? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stitches hit us a little later when we exercise. We can think a little clearer and spend much less time crying in bed than we once did. Well, sort of. Its effects on our skin are sometimes forgotten, even though it's often the first thing that you and those you know will notice in the early days of your sobriety. As you may have now figured out 80 or so episodes into the podcast, neither Vic nor Lucy nor I are scientists. And we certainly aren't dermatologists. But holy hell, we can do research on your behalf. Oh, baby, bit of research coming right up. Okay, so let's begin with a little fun fact that some of you may know because a smug cousin probably tried to trick you by asking you it across the table at the family function. Smug cousin. This is smug cousin. So they go, do you know what the biggest organ in the human body is? (laughs) And then you guess. I go, oh, no idea. Because you can't think of any organs. Yeah. I don't know that many organs. And they go, actually, (laughs) 
you're wrong. It's the skin. Ah. Oh, you're, you're inwardly, you go, I don't want you at my family functions anymore. <laughs> I want more smug cousins. I need more facts, Hamish. Oh, luckily, I've got some coming up. Go for it. Skin facts, I've called it. Nice. <laughs> Your skin makes up about 15% of your total body weight. The average... You must have a lot of skin then, Hamish. Yeah. The average adult is nearly 21 square feet of skin and can, that contains over 11 miles of blood vessels. Oh, that is good. Yeah. 21 square foot yeah. of skin. That is weird, isn't That's it? That's a good skin fact. A single square inch of skin has about 300 sweat glands. Yeah. Skin fact. Skin fact. Should we say that before every skin fact? fact? Skin, skin fact. fact. The thickest skin is found on your feet and the thinnest area of your skin are your eyelids. I thought it would be your penis the thickest bit, wouldn't it? Not for me. Oh, you've got very thin, very thin skin on your penis. <laughs> I've got you? the thickest skin on my penis. It looks like the bottom of a foot my penis. <laughs> it's like an elephant's skin. <laughs> Inappropriate, Hamish, do you no, think? No, that, that stays that because that survives the edit. Oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> Another little fun fact, for, skin facts, skin, skin facts, fact, skin facts. For those of are wondering which the second biggest organ is, well, it's the liver, of course. And we all know what happens to that when we overdrink. Okay, so let's start with how alcohol affects our skin negatively during our drinking days. And there are four main ways to get us started. Firstly, alcohol is a diuretic, which means that it dehydrates the body, including the skin. This may come as a surprise to you that after drinking eight pints or three bottles of wine, you're actually getting dehydrated. It seems to not make sense because you're putting a lot of liquid in, but that is how alcohol works. Less surprisingly, dehydrated skin leads to dry skin, obviously, and can give the skin a lacklustre complexion. That is a lovely word, lacklustre. Yeah, a bit mm. of dry skin, lovely. Is your penis dry? And <laughs> Let's just leave it. Let's just pop a pin in my penis for a second, <laughs> Uh, sorry, I had to ask. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask your wife. She's coming over in a minute. <laughs> Secondly, alcohol dilates blood vessels. In other words, it makes them smaller and makes your heart work harder to pump blood around the body. Oh, I see. The effect that this dilation has on the skin is that it causes redness and flushing. This is particularly <laughs> apparent in the face and can lead to conditions like, I'm going to go with rosacea? No, rosacea. Rosacea. Uh, Rosakia. Rosakia. <laughs> Rosakia, or rosacea, is common in overdrinkers who have the appearance of permanent flush caused by the small surface blood vessels of the skin enlarging. Think a drinker's nose, Hamish, also known as a whiskey nose. Yeah, I googled a few. Did you? Were they quite thick as well? Thick. Thick. <laughs> But you're so childish. Sorry. Did you, did you laugh no, at flush I'm just, earlier I'm just, as well? I did, yeah. Did, yeah. I've, got, I've got naughty brain on. I've got body brain. They are <laughs> thick. They look quite painful. They are red. <laughs> God. Anyway, early treatment can help take the red out, but there is fundamentally no cure for rosacea. Mm. And, e and in America alone, an estimated 16 million people are living with this chronic skin condition. Oh, okay. Thirdly, it's time to talk about the liver. Alcohol impairs our liver's ability to detoxify the body effectively as it struggles to function optimally. Toxins begin to build up. The effect that these toxins have on the skin is quite worrying. 
They can manifest as blemishes and acne or more extreme conditions like eczema or psoriasis. God, it's interesting, Hamish, isn't it, about those drinkers' noses and things. I always used to think it was severe, like somebody propped up at the bar with a tankard with a big drinker's nose. But I notice it a bit more on people now when they're drinking red wine. You know, you get that mm. flushed chest <laughs> and flushed cheeks and it flushes the nose as well. So it can just be in one drinking session that your skin changes. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought it was just red wine that did that. Yeah. I thought red wine equals red nose. I didn't realise it was any alcohol. I wonder if it's um, a lot of people in AA said that say that as part of the disease that they are allergic to alcohol. And I wonder, my sister said she always got red and I always got red. And mm. I wonder if it's I wonder if it's people that over drink or whether people actually are allergic to alcohol. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. You know the song The Man With The Red Face? No, I don't know that oh. one banging song yeah unbelievable song that is about sir alex ferguson okay and he had a red face i, mean, I guess he had a red face because he was angry a lot as a football manager but right. actually he also drunk a lot of red wine he's like mm. famous for inviting the other manager into his office after the game right and sharing beautiful wine right and he had a pretty red nose right yeah anyway little aside just pause the podcast now go listen to the man with the red face i'm surprised you don't know it. no i don't know oh, it. i have to listen okay i'll play it after this Finally, consuming alcohol negatively affects your sleep. This is something that we've discussed a lot throughout our podcast. What effect does poor sleep quality have on your skin, though, I hear you ask? Okay, so bad sleep leads to tired, puffy-looking skin. I'm sure lots of us can relate to that. Yeah. Why? I read into this. I'm still not 100% sure why. But basically, here it is. It's to do with overnight fluid retention. So lying down causes fluid to rest and collect in the face. If we don't get enough sleep, our skin does not get the opportunity to refresh itself and tighten up. This is where we get the bags under our eyes. Okay, that is absolutely fascinating. So I never knew. We say, oh yeah, I look bloated and I look unwell when I was a drinker. And when I look back at photograph, my face is rounder than it yeah. is now, which is surprising because it's quite round, isn't it? <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> But I always wondered, why do you get, why do I look like swollen? Yeah. But that is, that makes sense. So do you want a little bit too much information? We all have fluid moving through our bodies at all time. And yeah. it collects in different parts of the body. And some of it doesn't pass out as pee and it collects in different places. Okay. And that's what that is. Gosh. So it's kind of like having pee under your eyes. Okay, excellent. Yes. Don't take that as, uh, what's the word? I'm not a doctor. No. No. <laughs> that is how I read the yeah. Google review. <laughs> Um, but That's yeah, how yeah. Hamish sees things, which is probably very different to the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Hamish, through Hamish's eyes, we could do a section on it, couldn't no, we? No, Life through Hamish's eyes. No, I'll a get, skewed I'll get sense of the world. Into hospital, someone <laughs> yeah. will report me. Quick, take him away. <laughs> Shall we take a moment here to take a look at how our skin was affected during our drinking years? Okay, so I'm often as shocked as I am impressed when people send us photos of them at the height of their drinking, say a year or two ago versus photos of them today. We had one on Kappa recently that was mm. fascinating. It often looks like two different people, and a lot of this has to do with their complexion. You've spoken a lot about having that slightly absent look in your eyes. Yes, the dead the shark eyes, yeah. That's it. Okay, so what about your skin back in the days? So as I said, I was often bloated. My skin was blotchy. Yep. I remember it all sometimes looking quite pale and very unwell. I did get spots. I got the odd pustulous random boil. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> a lot going on in that <laughs> sentence. Yeah. I never had acne, but I just had the odd one, yeah, the yeah, odd yeah. mega boil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Do you know the mega boils? Yeah. Yeah, the painful ones. Mm -hmm. I was quite veiny. I okay. think 
Basically, in the face or where? Well, I'll tell you, Hamish, it's quite horrible. If you're eating a Pret a Manger sandwich right now, put it down. I was sick a lot, as we know, yep. as a drinker. It was something, I don't know whether it was because I smoked as well or whatever the reason was. It was probably because I was drinking too much and downing too much booze too Look quickly. It made, yeah, yeah, I won't blame cigarettes. <laughs> I was drinking too much. And when I was sick, I was very sick and it was caused a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And I often broke the blood vessels yeah. in round my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would wake up in the morning. It almost looked like I had black eyes where the blood vessels had burst, wow. which which would be a red flag, you would have thought, to say this isn't good, Vicky. But the I never... exploding. I just went, ha ha, look, I've got burst blood vessels mm. from being sick. That's how stupid I am, everybody. Round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> Some people that I knew growing up, even when I was a drinker and not a drinker, had did go to weird extremes to look after their skin and to fix all of those things. I had a mate who used to put tiger balm on her spots when we were hungover. It was something she did. She'd sit there and feel horrible about herself and put tiger balm. What does tiger balm It just makes you scream in pain and it burns, like, pretty much burns it off. Do not do that, people. I had another mate who took a hormone pill that actually stopped her periods and made her anemic. And she was really sick, but she had really good skin. (laughs) (laughs) So all bad news. (laughs) It's incredible the extremes people go to. And one of the things we used to do as kids was mixing lemons and baking soda, which was apparently a cure for acne. But it was really, really painful when you put it on. That is baking soda. I've actually just been reading about baking soda. Yeah. It's actually really good for you eating it. Eating it. People, yeah, you put one teaspoon of it with two teaspoons of apple cider vinegar. Oh, yes, cider vinegar is supposed to be like, good. It's amazing. It's in that breathing thing I'm reading What's about. What's it made out of, though? I've only... I was like 30% listening when I listened to this part of the, yeah. of the lecture. But basically, you need to do your research at home. It is amazing for you. And I don't exactly know why. It was funny. I was talking to a mum at school the other day. We were talking about baking a cake, because obviously that's what I do all the time. Sure. Not... And we were talking about baking powder and we were like, oh yeah, we've got any baking powder, let's put it in. What is baking powder? Good point. What is it? I have no Where's idea it come from? I don't know either. We're going to go and look in a minute. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. good point. What is that? What is that stuff? What is it doing and where does it come from? Is it like alien? Like a surface of Mars? What, what is that I, stuff? We need to yeah, we I'm need gonna, look into that. I always feel the same way about nuts. Yeah. Like, do, do, no, no, they come from trees. But do all nuts grow on trees? Have you ever seen a nut tree? Yeah, Have almond. You've seen like a peanut. Yeah, peanut tree. Yeah, I've seen and peanut almonds? tree. Almond tree. Yeah. You've seen these. Yeah, nut in France trees? they have almond trees. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I know they come from trees, but I've never seen a tree full of nuts. Pineapples grow on the ground, though. Okay. Frightening, isn't it? Well, it's not a nut. Yeah. Well, isn't it? <laughs> Is it frightening? Pineapple nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we digress. <laughs> When I sat down and probably thought about this for a second, it made me think about acne during my teenage years. Okay, now I don't think you need to be a scientist to know that for most of us, acne starts when you go through puberty, right? Again, I'm not a scientist, but I think that's pretty common knowledge. So I thought, well, that puberty is also, you know, 14, 15, no matter how old you were when it happened, is also the age when we start drinking for a lot of us. So I kind of was wondering, do you reckon those two things are some way connected? Would we have less bad acne as a teenager if we didn't drink? Are they just sort of both working together to give you bad skin? I think it's an interesting point. That is a very interesting point. And actually a lot of stuff happens there in those teenage years. You're introduced to, you know, feelings and emotions over another person being attracted to someone. That causes all sorts of problems. You've got choices to make. You've got exams. What career do you want to do? Yeah. 
and then suddenly you've got alcohol in the mix and you've got self-awareness in the mix. There is so much going on there that no wonder you've got spots and you drink, mm. quite honestly. For me, I didn't get a lot of it, but I was, I guess, similar to you, just like one bad one. Usually mm. at the day, you're like, I'm going to talk to the girl that I fancy. Yeah. And then bang, middle of the forehead. Yeah. And you know, do I have a pair of sunglasses big enough that I could wear <laughs> to cover it? Hey. Is it? Or like one on the neck and you go for a scarf that's yeah. not that cold. I, I had that quite a lot. Yeah. Also, I thought acne ended when puberty ended. And it doesn't. Still get no. the occasional bastard on like the upper back or a nose. Yeah. And I think maybe that is because we drink a lot. I would drink a lot in our 20s mm. when you think, oh, my puberty is finished. Now I will have great skin forever. And I did not have great skin at uni. Like it, Didn't it, you? Yeah. Well, I never had awful outbreaks, but... Mm. I've always had one somewhere on my face. I think part of my problem is, Hamish, is that I have never taken care of my skin. Like I didn't care about my body too much when I was a drinker. And actually, I'm not great now even. Like I'm not someone that goes out and buys expensive creams. I have soap. I wash my face with soap. I don't cleanse it afterwards. I don't. I do put face oil on probably once a day just because I feel that's easy. But I'm not somebody who has a face routine. I've never, ever had any sort of skincare routine. So I wonder whether that's why I don't. I actually have all right skin. Yeah, you I my mum's got really good skin as well. She hasn't got, she's got really kind of young skin for her age and she's 80. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not sure whether sometimes it can just be good generational skin. The only time I take care of my skin is when I walk past an Aesop shop. Oh yeah. And they've got the freebie outside. I'm like, can I swerve yes. buying in a couple of pumps? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just I don't think cheap... I've ever walked past an Aesop. Yeah. I don't think I've ever walked into an Aesop. I've walked past yes. and had a couple of pumps. Got a freebie. Do you, do you have any sort of skincare regime? I, weirdly, actually, my, my mum was like on it when we were 14, 15. Oh, so really? she got us this Dermalogica yeah. cream. So we had like one that we did exfoliated, then one that we did to wash, and then one Gosh. that we did for the moisturiser. Whilst listening to classical music? Always. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the, or the butler would put that on. Your childhood. And I miss so like, I had a real routine then. Yeah. And then I got, you know, old enough to look after myself. Yeah. <laughs> so and. 28 and, and let go. I looked at the price of Dermatologica skin products. I was like, holy shit, no yeah. way can I do that. So I, I wash my face every morning and evening with whatever the cheapest exfoliating face wash is okay. in the supermarket. And then I moisturize, but I use like normal body moisturizer on okay. my face because yes. face moisturizer is like 10 I do times too. The price. I use the body moisturizer on my, on my face. How different can we be? We're going to get emails from people going, don't put body moisturizer yeah, on your face. Yeah. But yeah. I, I did put. I didn't afford um, any proper face creams for a while, and I was just putting olive oil on my face for a bit. No, yeah, it just dried my skin out. Actually, you could put coconut cream. That's meant to be quite. Oh good. yeah, coconuts are right. Liz has like like a pipette of oil, and she puts it on her face, and it dribbles down her face. It's like <laughs> special oil. She's oh, really? really into it. Really into okay, it. Okay, I need to ask the, the, her. Uh, every year on her birthday or Christmas. My parents and my brother said, what should we get her? Skin and stuff. Same, every same shit. Or maybe I need to same have a consultation with stuff. her. Yeah, She's going to go and look at my Dove soap next to the sink and just, just go, judge you. yeah, just shake her yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. Dear, oh dear. Okay, so we know that alcohol is bad for our skin, but we want to take this further. We want to show you that sobriety isn't just not bad for the skin. It's effectively fantastic for it. I was, okay. I was doing a pause like Simon Cowell then. For effect? Yeah. <laughs> No, just because I didn't have my glasses on properly. <laughs> okay, so three's the magic number. 
three ways that a sober life will improve your skin. Okay, great. Okay. And they're all slightly related to what I've mentioned, but it's important to show why they're good. Okay, so firstly, removing a substance like alcohol from your lifestyle gives your body a chance to heal and recover. Okay, not a huge shock. It's literally a poison. Uh, the most obvious way this affects your skin, though, is through its improved hydration. So we know that it dehydrates. What does hydrated skin look like? Well, it retains moisture better, which gives it a healthier and more radiant appearance. And we like to talk about the glow. You know, people yeah. go, you're glowing. Yes. I think that is from hydrated skin. Okay. And no matter how much money you spend on fancy cream, water is your skin's best friend. Okay. I think that's the, the secret that skincare products probably don't want you to know. Just drink a load of water and okay. that is going to be good for your skin from the inside out, like I, I said. I definitely don't drink enough water. Oh, there's no way. I don't drink water hardly at all. Yeah, especially in winter, I don't drink it at all. In summer here, I do. I was just thinking about taking care of my skin as a drinker and why I didn't. And I think often I woke up with terrible skin was because I passed out without taking my makeup off. And I think that's something women do a lot Big as drinkers. Thing. Big thing. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably have concealer on, mascara on, um, lipstick on, and I would just go to bed and wake up the next morning and my skin would feel horrible. It's horrible going to bed with mascara on. Not that you'd know, no, Hamish. No, no. Yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> but it gets in your eyes. It's really uncomfortable. And that can't be good for your skin going to bed with makeup on. Yeah. Secondly, let's talk about the liver again. A fully functioning sober liver will effectively eliminate toxins from your body. The result of this... No more skin infections that we mentioned earlier. No more red patches as a result of inflammation, less breakouts and a clearer, more even skin tone. Okay, so we're glowing. Our skin is clear. It's all the same colour now without any weird red patches. Could it get any better? I hear you scream. It sure can. As we mentioned before, sobriety has a knock-on effect on your adopting a healthier lifestyle overall. Typically, we exercise a little more, are more conscious about what we're putting into our bodies, and we might even adopt a few new healthy hobbies. All of these lifestyle changes can have a positive impact on your skin health. As Haim said, the best way to change the quality of your skin is by making changes on the inside. God, that does sound a bit weird. It does, doesn't it? Maybe yeah. I'm a dermatologist after all. I actually yeah. saw Ed Sheeran did a... I'll put it a link in the show notes. Ed Sheeran did like a speech about this the other day, about how when you're drinking and then you're eating bad, then you wake yes. up groggy and you feel lazy and you're in a bad cycle. Yeah. Whereas if you're not drinking, then you're drinking more water, you wake up and want to go for... An, a run and it's generally like a, a snowball effect it absolutely is i totally agree i never really exercised at all <laughs> and now i do an hour of exercise every day yeah i go for a walk or i do boxing and i think i just generally look healthier than i ever have actually yeah for some people, a change in the quality of their skin is one of the first signs that sobriety is working for them. Compliments from friends, family, strangers serve to reinforce your decision and rebuild your confidence. But it's important to say that this might not happen quickly for you. That's right. We're all different and our bodies react to sobriety at different paces. After all, most of us have been drowning in alcohol for decades. So remember to be a little bit patient. All of the benefits of sobriety that we mention in every episode of this podcast will happen to you. It might take a week, a month, a year, but it's inevitable. So stick with it, people. Did it happen to you quickly? Did you get 
people mentioning, gosh, you look well in the like, first month, two months? I think I had had a recent pregnancy and my skin always gets better when I'm pregnant. Yeah. I mean, you do get some funny rashes as well, of course, when you're pregnant. I used to get dry skin and all mm-hmm. sorts of things. But, but generally, I had that glowing look about me when I was pregnant. And I had had two pregnancies just before, well, in the years before that I got sober. So I looked a bit better already. Because I had those breaks from alcohol. I think that really helps. I mean, it was nine months each time. And then I just had Freddie, I think, when I finally went sober. I think it was just before I had Freddie, actually. So then I had another nine months of, like, just being really, really healthy. And since then, I've kind of just kept that up. And when I look at photos of me 10 years ago, let's say, when I was kind of still a really big binge drinker, I don't look generally well. Yeah. And also I don't look present and I don't look happy. I can see that I've got a smile on my face, but to me it doesn't look genuine anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think my skin looks a sort of greyish colour, just just really unwell. And I, I, as I said, it was because I didn't take care of myself in general. Yeah. So we're going to end with a skin joke before our disappointing affirmation this week. Don't read ahead because I want okay, to I'm not read reading ahead yet. this joke yeah. because I found it online. It's a bit dark. It's a bit naughty. It's very funny. Though. Oh, God. Is this another edit that I'm going to have to I do? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think this one I'm just stays. going to put a note in. Often I have to edit Hamish because he comes out with something completely controversial. Don't and I'm say like, oh, that God. before my joke. That people will be nervous <laughs> listening. I'm like, oh, God, what's he going to say? Okay. I took my grandpa to one of those places where the fish eat dead skin. It cost me $50, but it was a hell of a lot cheaper than a funeral. Oh, <laughs> That's awful. No, I like it. That's funny. Oh, dear. Have we got a disappointing affirmation? You're like this. If I knew back then what I knew now, I would have just fucked up my life differently. (laughs) That is a good one. I think it's a good point here, Hamish, to mention our show. We've got to talk about our show a little bit. Okay. And the Cuppa community want to chat about a bit here today as well, don't we? Yes. Might be a good idea. When is it? Thursday, 21st of September. In Sydney. In Sydney. What's the name of the theatre? It's the Sydney Harold Park Community Hall. Okay, that's it. Yeah, and Hamish and I are going to be doing a live episode of the podcast. And we've there's a few tickets left and you can buy them on Eventbrite. That's the one. Or you can just go to SoberAwkward.com. Yes. So we've done one show up here in Roochdor. This is going to be our Sydney one. And then we're hoping that early next year, probably, we're going to take it to Melbourne and to Brisbane yeah. too. Maybe November, Melbourne. We're just going to see how we it goes. Don't know. We get nervous we get nervous. We just planning. got to try. We got too much to fit in. We need PAs, basically. We like podcasting. We don't like planning. We don't like doing the other work. We don't like doing the hard work. We don't like doing the hard work. <laughs> it's just me and Hamish. We don't have any admin people no. or anything like that. We just It's just us trying to wing it on a day-to-day yeah. basis. What we need is a team. That's what we need. Yeah, we're desperate so if for you a team. are yeah. a team yes. <laughs> and want to join us, yeah, marketing, or what else do we need, Hamish? Yeah, I mean, all the someone things. to do an email, someone to do SEO anyway, stuff. Anyway, we're not going to complain. We're talking about the show. Yeah, Very excited. We're not going to pay you. We're not going to pay you. But go and see our show. Come see the show. It'll be a lot of fun. We're hoping we'll be able to get uh, a few non-alcoholic drinks involved as yeah. well. So we'll get that with your tickets. Um, and we'll have a little Q&A and you can come meet us and we can... Vic threatened to just cuddle everyone but not talk to you. Yeah, it's it's not very COVID-friendly cuddling anymore, though, is it? Well, let's hope COVID's a thing of the past now. Yes, hopefully. Um, We also wanted to say, if you haven't already, please go on and join 
the Cupper community, which is our Sober Awkward community. And on there, you can find all the events that are going on. You can create events yourself. You can buy merch. You can chat with other people. You can join groups and you can join courses. There is loads of stuff on the Cupper community if you are sober or sober curious or still drinking. Yeah. And the way you do that is you go, you can either do it on a computer at cuppa.community, cuppa, C-U-P-P-A, or you can also do it on your phone if you'd rather do that. You just need to download the Mighty Networks app yes. and you can get it through that. But it's yeah. all free. It's all free. And actually, that's what we want to say. Our Cuppa community is supported by the members. I pay the fees annually by donations from the people that are on there. So we don't make any money out of it. And it's totally supported by the users because we want to keep it free and make sure that there is help available for those that need it, that can't afford it. And there is a mine. Um, what's it, a minefield? A minefield? I think a it's mine. mine. It's yeah. a mine of information. Would that oh, work? I was in mine. It's a gold mine. Thing. There we go. There you go. It's a gold mine of people at different stages of sobriety that are there to tell you what it's like. And we have guest blogs and we have loads of brilliant people on there that are there to help. So go on there and ask whatever questions you want. And me and Hamish are on there all the time. You can chat with us, listen to episodes and ask us questions. It is a brilliant resource. What else, Hamish? That's about it. What are you doing for the rest of the day? Liz is leaving, so not yeah. leaving me permanently. She's going away for two nights, so yes. I am solo parenting. Well, oh. actually, your kids and husband are taking my son, which yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, see how that goes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've also been up all night watching cricket, so I'll be I'll be taking it easy. Oh God, he's going into the cricket again. It's time. It's time to time press to pause. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. If you're questioning your relationship with booze, you're struggling to moderate, or your hangovers are causing anxiety it might be time to reach out for some support. Yeah, just talk to a mate about how you're feeling, contact a local doctor, find an AA or sobriety group. Fix got one. Yeah, just head to www.cuppa.community. Remember, if you're questioning yourself, it might be time to seek support. Even though this journey can be awkward, it is definitely worth it. And if you've enjoyed the Sober Awkward podcast, don't forget to review it, rate it and share it with your mates. They have to share it with their mates? Yeah, of course they do. I'm not doing this for nothing, Hamish. Bloody hell. How do they share it? Hi there, I wanted to tell you about a podcast that I think every single one of you will benefit from. It's called Therapy Works and it's hosted by me, Julia Samuel. I'm a best-selling author and psychotherapist. I invite you into my therapy room where I speak to either a known or unknown guest. Topics range from the difficulties of divorce, a life-changing illness, to the struggles of motherhood. Search Therapy Works now wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out. All my magnificent fuck-uppery in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores. We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah. Are, there, are there bad bookstores? No, it's probably ones with moody, moody What? sellers. Oh, yeah, really yeah. depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay, yeah, good, yeah. Good. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made it into the goodies. Yeah. You can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audio book will be available in March. I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry, and cringe, and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book, even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think? I feel like I know a little bit too much about you now, to be honest, Vic. Look, I really loved it. It was hilarious and surprisingly moving, but I feel like I've seen you naked in a literary sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. yeah. From an emotional point of view, seriously, it wobbled my teeny-weeny wooden heart, Vic. Okay. <laughs> my teeny little wooden heart. Well, his teeny little, his wooden heart is broken. Anyway, so if you do manage to get your filthy mitts on a copy, please do me a favour and head to goodreads.com and give me a review. Doing that will help me get it out there to those that need a bit of sober support. So there you have it. My story, unwanted warts and all. Come and get awkward with me. Not to be too demanding or anything, but seriously, go and buy it Yeah, now. go and buy it. Go and buy it right now. Yeah, don't just tell your friends. Buy it and then buy your friends one or two. Yeah, yeah, don't give them a copy. Yeah. Buy it, yeah. And you know what? Don't be careful where you store it. If you lose it, you can always buy another yeah, five. Yeah, buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> 